Tzachos, Aliyah Benishmas, Echonishmas, Sarah Yutabas, Ephraim and Achamendel, and Shemesh of Aliyah. And with that, only Shefer, Baruch, and Atzlacha should descend upon the family, all Kilo, all of Klai Yisrael. Okay, so, uh, so it's Erev Hanukkah. It's Erev Hanukkah. So I figure let's talk about a sukya, you know, a topic that's Hanukkah-related. So we're, what we're going to talk about this morning, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic, both in Halacha and in Phineas. It's not, I, I wouldn't call it anything that's to do with like Hilchas Hanukkah per se, but it's a sogia that comes up regarding, you know, sort of revolving around the, the history of Hanukkah, the historical phenomenon of the Hanukkah story. So we'll begin like this. Why is it called Hanukkah? Why is, why is the Yontif called Hanukkah? So, so there's a number of explanations to the Rishonim why the Yontif is called Hanukkah. One uh, probably more famous explanation is that it's a combination of two words. Chanu that they rested on the 25th. In other words, they fought the war against the Ibanim, and they rested on the 25th. So that's the word Hanukkah comes from. <clears throat> but there's another interpretation of the word Hanukkah, which comes from the word Chanukas, or a dedication. The, and the Chashmurim had to rededicate something, or they rededicated. So this is what we're going to learn about. So if you take a look at Maramukha number one, so, first marking you have is from the Arzarul. The Arzarul is one of the Rishonim, one of the uh, Rishonim of Germany. So he writes the following thing. This is right in the beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah. He says, Why is the Yantif called Hanukkah? Says the Arzarul, because what the Hashanim had to do is, like the Menorah and so on, but they, part of what they had to do in order to, to deal with the aftermath of the Ivanim was to dedicate and to rededicate the Mizbeach. Because the Mizbeach, because of the Greeks, became destroyed or halachically uh, unusable. Uvanu and the Chashmonaim had to rebuild it. So, because they had to rebuild the Mizbeach, the altar in the Beis Hamikdash, that's why it's called Hanukkah. This is the Arzeruah, and this is in fact also Rashi in Meseches Megillah. The Mishnah tells us in Megillah, at the end of the Meseches Megillah, it goes through all the different holidays of the year and the different lanings that we do over the Yom Tovim. What, what you're supposed to learn on Pesach, what you're supposed to learn on Rosh Hashanah, and so on. And so the Mishnah tells us that on Hanukkah, you're supposed to learn Parshas Hanasim, right? That's uh, the Parsha in Parshas Nasseh, where it talks about when they dedicated the Mishkan, and all the, the Nasim of each Shevet brought Karbonis in honor of the dedication of the Mishkan. As Mishnah says, you learn that on Hanukkah. What does it do with Hanukkah? So says Rashi, Mesech Megil, Laman of Rashi says, Uba Hanukkah, on Hanukkah says the Mishnah of Nasim, you read Hanukkah on Nasim, Says Rashi, Davinami Chanukas Hamizbeach, because just by just as Parshas Hanasiim, they were dedicating the whole Mishkan. But the way they dedicated the Mishkan was by bringing sacrifices on Mizbeach. It was a new Mizbeach. So says Rashi, that's what Chanukah is. Chanukah is Chanukas Hamizbeach. It was there was a rededication of the Mizbeach. So this so says Arzuruah and, and Rashi by Chanukah. Not only we we're, we always associate Chanukah with the Menorah, right? with the Menorah and so on, the jar of oil and so on. But says the Arzur, says Rashi, no, besides the Menorah, there's another object in the, in the base of Migdash that needed to be re- rededicated and fixed up, and that was the Mizbech. And in fact, said, that's why we lean Parshish Nesim, says Rashi. And says the Arzur, that's why it's called Hanukkah, Hanukkah Samizbech. What are they talking about? Where is this coming from that the Mizbech was, was destroyed, they had to rededicate it? Like, what, 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 what's, what's going on over here? So they're not making this up. This is based on the Gemara Navoy Dazar. So in Marmokka number three, there's a Gemara by the Zara Dafnun Now I'll give you a little bit, uh, just a little bit of the introduction to understand what this Gemara is talking about. There's a principle in Halacha as follows. Halacha is like this: Avodah Zara, something that is an idol or something that was used for idolatry, is also banah. You're not allowed to have any benefit from it. That's for sure. But there's a rule in Halacha which is that I can't forbid something that's not mine. In other words. Avodah is also to be used for Hana. Let's say I bow down to your car and I make your car my Avodah So now is your car Usr? Are you allowed to use your car? The answer is, uh, your car is still Mutter. Why? Because I can't make your object, I can't make your object Usr for me. If you own it, it means I can't make it for this. Uh, this is the rule with an Avodah so Avodah for something to be to become Asr for Avodah the worshiper, it has to be either owned by the worshiper, or at best, Hefker. But if it's something that's owned by someone else, I can't Asr, I can't prohibit your object by me serving it as Avodah It doesn't work like that. Obviously, this is a rule for Avodah There's other things that could become Asr 
that that I can do to you. Like if you're sitting down to eat a, I don't know, sitting down to eat like a piece of cheesecake or something, and I pour chalent on it. She says, ah, you can't answer it. It's not it's not yours. Lamais, it's now meat and milk. So that's you know that you can. It's not a good. It's not nice to do that. But if you do that, that that definitely would prohibit the piece of cheesecake, even if it's not yours. But in terms of avodah things like this. <clears throat> yeah, I, or, or there's other scenarios also. Let's say I mock this something. Let's say I, I, I dedicate something to the base of Mikdash. So uh, once it's dedicated to the base of Mikdash, no one's allowed to use it. It's now the base of Mikdash's. Can I dedicate your car to the base of Mikdash? No, it's, not, it's owned by you. I can't do that. So this is an idea that you can't ask for someone else's things. Okay, with that in mind, let's see the Gemara Navadizar. Says the Gemara Navadizar, non base in the base. Mitzrochis Tsefainis. The Gemara over there is talking, it's called Mishnah. The Gemara is talking about the different, uh, there was a number of chambers in the base of Mikdash, in the courtyard, that were used to different like closets and different rooms used for different things. <clears throat> so says the Gemara, Mizrach is the northeastern uh, part of the base of Mikdash had a certain room and a certain chamber over there. And what was used over there? Ba'gonzu beis chashbenoi es'avni hamizbeach sheshoksu anshayavan. Says the Gemara that in the uh, northeastern corner of the Mizbeach, the Chashvenoyim took the old Mizbeach that became disgusting through the Yavanim, and that's where they stored the old Mizbeach, and they had to build a new one. So in other words, they, they built a new Mizbeach after the, uh, you know, in the aftermath of the Yavanim. What did they do with the old one? So they stored it in this northeastern chamber of the Mizbeach. What happened to the Mizbeach? Like, why did it get, what happened to it? Why did they have to build a new one? Says the Gemara of Amr of Sheishas, Rosh has explained that what happened was when the Yivonim came and overran the base of Mikdash, they brought sacrifices on the Mizbeach for Avodah And because of that, they made the Avodah also. And so because of that, when the Chashmonah came and took over the place again, they had to rebuild, they had to build a new one. Ah, so the question that the Gemara is now going to deal with is that how could the Yivonim come and make our Mizbeach Aser Bahana? Again, the Allah is, if something is used for Avodah becomes Aser, but only if it's yours. I can't use your your object for a bazaar and it becomes asr. It's not mine. You can't asr someone else's things. So how could the Ivanim come and use our Mizbech for a bazaar and it makes it asr? It's not theirs. So says the Gemara like this. Amrav Papa, a new a new principle. Amrav Papa, Papa says, Hasam kro eshkach The the Chashvanayim found the pasuk, and they 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 came up with a new concept in halacha based on this pasuk. It says in pasuk, Ubal ba pritzim that. Pritzim, uh, foreigners, uh, aliens, uh, Pritzim, uh, yeah, Pritzim. So Pritzim, uh, the, the enemies entered into our place, the and they disgraced it, and they disgraced it. That's the pasuk. Says the Gemara, what the Chashmonaim interpret this pasuk to mean a chiddush and halach, which is that if you have a place that's holy, namely the base of Mikdash, and the enemy enters into the base of Mikdash to uh, you know to take it over, chalua. It, event, it, it halachically becomes chulin. Ice, ice kaidish, it's no longer holy, it's no longer owned by the Rabbi Nishlam, it's no longer even owned by the Jewish people, it's now hefker, and if the, and if the, these pritzim decide to use it for their own purposes, it's like any object that's being used for a guy, for a bazaar, and it becomes asr. Obaba, pritzim it's a new chiddish. And therefore, when the Yavanim came into the Mesa Nidish, it's not true. A guy can't make a uh, Jewish person's object, Aser Bahana, it's not, it's not the guys. The answer is when the Yivanim came to the base of Mikdash, the Pritzim come in, the Chalua, the whole thing becomes Chulim. It's no longer Hektish, it's no longer base of Mikdash, it's no longer Hektish, and because of that, this base of Mikdash, which until now was Hektish, which until now was owned by the Jewish people, the Yivanim come in, it's ice, ice Hektish, it's no longer Hektish, no longer owned by the Jewish people, and now it's like any piece of hefker that if a guy uses it for a bazaar, it becomes asr ba'ano. And that's what happens to the Mizbech. And because of that, the Yivanim, when the Chashvanim came back, they had to rebuild the Mizbech because the old Mizbech was no good because it became asr ba'ano because of what the Yivanim did. And that's, again, that's the Arzur and Rashi. That's why it's called Hanukkah because he had to rededicate to rebuild the Mizbech. Now the Gemara says, the Gemara goes on to show another interesting uh, 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 just way how Chazal think based on this, this principle. It says the Gemara like this, Amar of Oishia. Rav Oishia said, that when the base of English was destroyed, the sec- this is Hanukkah, right? This is in the beginning, during the times of the second base of English. But when the second base of English was eventually destroyed by the Romans, this would have caused big problems. It says Rabbi Shia, Chazal were contemplating making all money in the world, Usr, 
for Jewish people to use, because mixed in to all to the current to the, the cir- in the circulation of, of currency were monies from the base of Migdash, right? So the Romans come in, they steal all the money that was he- kept in the treasury of the base of Migdash, which is hectish money, and now it's in circulation. So now you have a year that uh, has some money in his, in his pocket. Maybe some of those coins were eventually from Beis Hamikdash, and it's Asr Bahanan. You can't use it's hectic. You can't use that. So maybe all gold and silver coins should become Asr Bahanan because it's a suffix. Maybe this coin came from Yerushalayim, came from the Beis Hamikdash. It's a big problem. So says the Gemara, But the reason why this is not a problem with Yerushalayim, Chazal gave a heter that it's not an issue, is because based on this passage that the Chashmanayim learned. They realize that it's mutter. Again, the preetsim, in this case, would be the Romans. They enter the base of Megdash. Once they enter into the base of Megdash, then all the monies of the base of Megdash are no longer hectish. They're now considered hefker. And when the Romans take it, it's now the Romans' money, and there's no problem. So this is the second example you find from the Gemara, this idea of boba preetsim, the chalu. Again, by the Ivanim, they enter in, and then the Mizbech is no longer hectish. And then whatever the Ivanim do to it, they, they're able to make it usher through a Zara. Another example says the Gemara is also when the Romans come in, they, and they come to the base of Megdash, and all the monies are now hefker, they're no longer hectish, and then in theoret- theoretically, if that money that was originally from the base of Megdash makes its way into your account, it's not a problem, because, you know, the, between, you know, once the Romans come in, it's no longer hectish. There's a third example of this, a third Gemara, that talks about this idea of Bobo Pritzim, the Chalua, and that's the Gemara Nadarim. So if you take a look at Maramaka number four, so this is going back, you know, so we had an example by the Ivanim, we have an example by the Romans, and this is a Gemara that's giving an even earlier example of, of the Persians. So you'll take a look. So the Gemara says in the Dharm, Samach Bezim and Aleph, Amar Rabbi Yechana, Amar Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana says the name of Rabbi Yechana, Kol Mishtamish Bekisra Shal Taira, it starts off with an Agadita, says, says Rabbi Yechana, anyone that uses the crown of Taira for their own purposes, so Nekim and Oilam is uprooted from the world. So in other words, and there's, there's a lachas about this, you know, uh, the classic example would be, you know, uh, get, you know, for a person going into a store, you know what I mean, and then they're buying their groceries, and they, you know, whatever, they go to the cashier, and the bill, whatever, whatever the bill is, they say, you know, listen, I'm a rabbi in the community, hint, hint. And the guy's like, the guy feels now guilty, okay, fine, take it for free. That's, that, that, that's not good, chayish mishpat. And it's certainly not good hashkafically. Uh, you're using the crown of Tyra for your own purposes. That's inappropriate. So says Rabbi Yechonon, the person that uses the crown of Tyra for their own purposes is Nekem and Olam is uprooted from the world. Kal And it says Rabbi Yechonon, and I'll show it to you from a Kal We know that this, the, the, uh, you know, everyone knows that when it comes to Purim, so when Achashverosh made the party, so says the Gemara Megillah, in the party he used the Kalim, of the base of Mikdash, right? That's a, that's what everyone knows. That's that's Achashverosh. But the truth is, there was an earlier party made by uh, it wasn't his yichus, but his wife's yichus, uh, you know, an ancestor of his that also did the same thing. Balshetzar. Balshetzar was a son of 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 uh, Nebuchadnezzar, and he also made a party, and he also used the kalim of the base of Mikdash. And it's an old story in Sefer Daniel that after he used the kalim of the base of Mikdash for his party, so it's a terrible. Uh, it's terrible. And so a Malach came and he was killed that night. That's the famous story in Tanakh that there was words that after the party there was words appeared appeared on the wall. That's what the saying goes. Uh, written, uh, it's uh, writing on the wall, right? So because there, there was written there were words written on the wall basically predicting Belshazzar's death because of the fact that he used the kingdom of Beis Hamikdash. So says the Gemara like this: Uma Belshazzar, Madach Belshazzar shenestamish bekli kodesh shenasu klichal. Madach Balshetzar, who used the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, but at the time they weren't already Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash anymore. Why? Shenemer Boba Pritzim Chalua, right? Because again, they, they started off as Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, but once the Babylonians entered the Beis Hamikdash, Boba Pritzim the Chalua, it's no longer Chulin, no longer Hagdish, it's now Chulin. Afal Pikin. So despite the fact that when Balshetzar actually used the Kalim, they were not really Hagdish anymore. But the answer is, once upon a time they were, and it's still uh, a disgrace. We know that once the Babylonians come in, it becomes Chal. And Afal Pike, Nekim, and Oilam, and still Balshetzer was destroyed from the world. That's the Gemara. Okay, so these are a number of examples of this principle of Boba Pritzim, the Chalur. Okay, that's the idea. By the, Ivan, by, by the, by the Babylonians, with the case of Balshetzer, the Gemara Nadar, you have by the Ivanim, you have to redo the, the Mizveach, and you have by the Romans, 
that that's why all money in circulation uh, is mutter because you don't have to worry about it being from Yerushalayim. Okay, that's that's the gemara. Here's the the little bit of an issue. There's a steer in Rashi. Okay, <coughs> from the I'll give an example. Like when when does this magical removal of hektish take place? When does that happen? Well, again, the, the, the words of the Pasuk are Boba Pritzim. The, the enemies enter in. They make a tool. Do the enemies have to take the object in question out of the base of Migdash in order for it to become Chulin? I would, I, would, I, would, I would prove to you not, right? Why? Because one of the examples of this halacha by Hanukkah in particular was Mizbeach. Did the Yavanim go and take the Mizbeach out of base of Migdash? No, it was, it was sitting right there. But by just the Yavanim entering into the Beis HaMikdash, Boba Pritzim V'chalua. Okay? So, and that's in fact what Rashi writes in Masechus of Adazar. Take a look at Marmach number 5. Rashi in Avadazar writes, he's, called, he's talking about this case, he's talking about Chash Benoit, by, by Hanukkah. <coughs> so he says, Kivan Shenichnesu Oivdeke Chav Mahechal. Once the Goyim enter into the Hechal, into the Beis HaMikdash, Yatsu Kelev L'chula. Means all the vessels now are now officially Chulun. They're not officially Hegdish anymore. They came with an Afki L'chulun. And once, and Rashi just goes through the process, once they're now chulin, they're not hektish, kaninu behefkeira. Now the Gaim are actually able to acquire them for themselves because they're hefker. The havalu the two, and it's their property. And then now they use it for the Zara, and it's beach by Hanukkah, and it becomes Asr, and that's what the Chashvanim had to rebuild it. But again, says Rashi, the words, once they enter into the Vesan Begdash, immediately Yatsukel the chulin. Everything becomes chulin, and that's in fact what happened. To this bath. Okay. The problem is there's a Rashi Masech's Nadar. That Gemara Nadar, remember, the Balshetzar. So Rashi, that Gemara also quoted this idea of Bobo Pritzim the Chalua. Now again, bear in mind, Balshetzar, it's not true. Balshetzar, this is happening in Persia, so it's far away from Yushalayim. But look, but, but look what Rashi says in Nadar. Pritzim, right? The enemy enters in. Says Rashi, the enemy came into the base of Megdash, took it out of the base of Megdash, and now it becomes Chul. So it is, again, the, 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 Rashi is accurate in, 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 like, historically. But it is true that enemies came into the base of English and Taka took out these Kalim, and eventually they made their way to Persia, and Balshetzer is using them. But, but, but Rashi, that's obvious. You don't need Rashi to tell you that, by the way, this is happening in Persia. That's not, Rashi is saying the words, it sounds, from this Rashi, that the time that it actually becomes Chulin is when it's taken out of base of English. So this is the, the contradiction. Rashi, the boy, the Zara, seems to tell us, and that's, that's pretty obvious from the story of Hanukkah, is that the things in the Beis HaMikdash will become chulin immediately when the Goyim enter. They don't have to be removed from the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, they don't have to be removed from the property. But yet Rashi in Masechus Nadarim seems to say not like that. Rashi says clearly, that the Goyim come in and remove the Kalim from the Beis HaMikdash, and then it becomes chulin. So Rashi Nadar seems to say that it only becomes chulin when they're removed from the base of English. So that's the stira. When, when does this chulin take place? When do they become ice hektish? When just immediately upon entry of the Gaim? Or only when the Gaim remove it from the property of, of the base of English? When does that happen? So it's a stira in Rashi. So not only is it a stira in Rashi, but as I said, even Rashi Nadar is difficult because by the story of Hanukkah, the Mizbech was not taken out and still it became prohibited. So, so clearly from there you see it doesn't have to be removed. So that's the problem number one with Rashi that's steer. So is it immediate or does it have to be removed? <coughs> There's another problem. We start from the beginning that, Ra, the, for example, Arzurua and Rashi, and it's based on the Gemara Nova the Zara, that the, what the Chash, because of the Yivanim, the Chashvanim had to rebuild the Mizbeh. So take a look at Marmok number seven. The Ramban, in his, in his uh, Sefer Melchamas Hashem, on the Sechus of the Zara, on this Gemara, so he's talking about this idea of Bobo Pritzen, the Chalua, this whole sugya. Now listen to what the Ramban writes. It's just one line of a longer discussion. But the Ramban says, "Sharei habeis hamigdash atzmai yatsam nekdushasai al yadam v'nasachal." Says the Ramban. See all these gemaras that we've been talking about. They've been talking about vessels. So, for example, the mizbeach is a vessel. The gemara talked about the monies of the beis hamigdash now being in circulation. That's that's uh, you know metalkin. It's kalim. Or you have the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. But what about the prop? What about the building? The Beis HaMikdash itself. Is that also Bobo Pritz and the Chalua? So says the Ramban, Shrei Beis HaMikdash Atzmai also Yatsam Mikdushas HaYadam. Says the Ramban, even though these Gemaras are talking about objects, 
and none of the Gemaras are really talking about the building itself. But says the Rabbah, but you should know the base of English also is Yatzel Lechum. And Boba Pritzim, the Chalua doesn't just apply to things that are movable, right? Or things that are vessels. It's to, uh, the whole building. Boba Pritzim the Chalua. Venasachal. Now, Babayis says the Rabbah, because it, it, the simple Pasuk is talking about the building. Ubo Ba Pritzim, right? That the enemy enters into it. What's it? Is the building. Boba Pritzim the Chalua. So says the Ramban, even though the Gemaras are talking about the Kalim, but you should know the whole bias is also under this halacha boba pritzim mechalu. That's the Ramban. The bias in the Binyan, but not the Makkum? Or that's something else? The Makkum is different. And the the Makkum is different. That's Kedushas. Kedushas. Makkum amigdash might be forever. It's a different sogia, but the bias. The bias. The So we're going to see about that. There is a discussion that the Akhwarim talk about. What if the, um, that the, that the intention of the Goyim have to be to take over the place? So let's say you have a situation of where, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the government wants to, wants to uh, give a tour to the Goyim of the Beis HaMikdash. So oh, technically, Bova Pritzim, right? The Goyim entered into the Beis HaMikdash. No, the answer is no. Bova Pritzim, the Chalua, means that they're coming for the purposes of, of taking it over, an assault on the Beis HaMikdash. Yvonim, Bavel, Rome, and so on. But Zakhtar Ravan, this principle doesn't just apply to the Kalim, it applies to the Besam English, the temple itself. So I have a Shiloh for you. In that case, then why are the Chashvanaim only rededicating the Mizbech? Mm-hmm. They have to rededicate the entire Besam English. They have to rededicate the whole Besam English. So the whole thing it, it became cooler. What's our Zerur and Rashi they're talking about? Even the Gemara, where they, what they do with the, uh, the old Mizbech. I have a bunch of, what they do. Uh, you have to rededicate the whole building, the whole thing. It's just, listen, if you don't say like the Ramban, and you just take the Gemara's literally, the Gemara's only talking about Kalim, so whatever it is, this halacha only applies to vessels. Okay, fine. Fine. I understand. So they have to, and the, and the truth is, you should know, the Arzurah, I didn't quote this, but the Arzurah says, you know, everyone, everyone uh, one of the things that the Rishon deal with is, so they only had a Pacha Cheshel Shema. So why not make more oil? Like, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's the big deal? So the, the, one of the famous answers that, that most people know is that it took it took eight days to prepare new oil, right? Because it, it's travel time, whatever. You know, the Rizrus says, the Rizrus says, no, 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 it wasn't travel time. They were busy. They had to remake all Kalim, right? Because it wasn't just the Mizbech that became Chulun. All the Kalim of the Beis Hamidish became Chulun. So uh, <laughs> the last thing on the list to deal with is oil. They don't have any Kalim. They have to re, re, remake all the Kalim of the Beis Hamidish. And that took a long time. It, take, it took a bunch of days. By the time everything was done, then they already had time to, to make more oil. But the question is, again, according to Ramban, that Boba Pritz Mechalul applies to the building itself, then you have to rededicate the building. And the, now there are ways to do that. It doesn't mean that you have to literally break everything down or rebuild it. But we have ways, there's halachas, uh, we have halachas and sukhas about this in Shas, about how to, how to be makadesh, the base of Mekash. There's certain kabonis you have to bring, Certain there's a whole pr- ceremony with the with the with the with the kahanim and the, it's, a, it's a whole ceremony how to do this. We don't find this by Hanukkah. They only dedicated the mizbeach at most or other kalim, but not the bias itself. The what question is, Why not? What about the lunar itself? Huh? The itself. Why? What about so that, that would be that would be one of the kalim that would have to be rededicated. So no, enachanam. So the Arzu makes that point that it's true. All kalim, all kalim. Why Dafka is it called Mizbeach? Okay, I spoke about that Wednesday night. Talk about that, but Anachanami, but it's all Kalim. But but again, you want to and that's what took eight days to rebuild all the Kalim. Fine. But what about the, the bias itself? So if you take a look at uh, Marmok number eight, so the Ma'idu Osmanis from Meshi Sternberg, so he quotes a sefer from the sefer called Basius. Like I, I tried to find it, I couldn't find it, but I'll uh, take his word for it that this is what it says. So in this sefer Basius, like he raises the issue, and he comes up with the Chiddush. And this is the Chiddush that we'll be working with. So take a look at Marmok number 8. So he says like this. So in this Sefer Beis Yitzchak, he suggests the following solution. That according to Ramban that we just saw, This is the Chiddush. The concept of Boba Pritz and the Chalua, the Goyim come in and it becomes Hulin, it's not absolute. If Boba Pritz and the Chalua takes place, it means that's true. The Goyim come in and now... At this point, it's now open to become Usr for, by the Gaim, right? By the case of the Mizbeach, they use it for Avodizar. It's, it's now Hefka. But the way to think about it is like this, is that the residue of what it used to be still remains. And because there's still that Roshan, 
there's still that residue of the fact that this used to be Beis HaMikdash, or this used to be Kalim of Beis HaMikdash, theoretically, that Kedusha can regenerate. So therefore, says the Savior Beis Yitzchak, if Bobo Pritim Vichalua takes place, but yet the Jewish people come and reconquer, reconquer those Kalim, or reconquer the bias, then what? Chayzer Umeskadosh. Then that, res- that residue, that Roshim of the original Kedusha is able to regenerate and it'll become sanctified again without us having to go through a, a dedication process. And he proves this. That according to Ramban, that the building itself goes to Chulun. Then you have to rededicate the whole house, the whole, the whole temple. Which is a whole ceremony. So why didn't they do that? The answer is, the answer is, once it's retaken by the Jewish people, then that residue that always really remains, even after Now, this is only true, though, if in the interim, obviously nothing happened to make it impossible to be used for Hekdash, right? So in other words, the Mizbech itself, so here's the idea. Everything becomes chulun. So what does that mean? Becomes chulun. It's mamish, like finished, done, completely disconnected from its origin. Finished. Mamish, like you got it, like made in China now. The answer is no, no, no. No such thing. Wherever kedusha once existed, the roishim always remains. The the residue of it, so to speak, always remains. You can't really clean it hundred percent. You, you can't you can't mamish uh, delete hundred percent. That if the Jewish people were to reconquer that uh, the property or that object, then what? The Kedusha would regenerate. And therefore, therefore, according to Ramban, although Baal B'Prizim Chalua means the temple is now Chulin, but when we kick out the Yavonim, so the, res- the residue of the Kedusha, which always remains, is able to regenerate the Kedusha, we don't have to start from scratch again with the whole ceremony. But that's all true for the building. But when it comes to the Mizbeach, which during the interim, was actually used for the Zara, so now already, and that's and that's real. That you can't ignore that because at the time, it's not like we're ignoring Baba Pritzim Vechalua. At the time, uh, you know, the, 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 it became Chulin, and all that was, and all the kedusha just remained, just remains as a res, as a residue. And at the time, therefore, halachically, when they served it for we used it for the Zara, itaka, itaka, the iser hanav kicks in. And then, even if we retake it, now you have the Isser of Adizar blocking the residue of Kedusha from being able to regenerate. So assuming that there's nothing blocking that residue of Kedusha from being able to regenerate, it will regenerate. If something is in place to block it, okay, then it's being blocked. So when it comes to the temple itself, there's nothing in place to block the residue of Kedusha from regenerating once the Yichashvarim take it over. When you're dealing with the Mizbech itself, there is something blocking the Kedusha from regenerating, namely the prohibition of Avodah Zarah. Because we have to take that seriously, because at the time when the Yavanim used it, it was, it was technically theirs. Either was a resi- residue of Kedusha, the residue of Kedusha at the time doesn't stop them from making it prohibited with Avodah Zarah. But, and because the, they used it for Avodah Zarah and became Asr for Avodah Zarah, when we reconquer the Mizbeach, and now we want the residue of Kedusha to sort of grow back, now it's being blocked by Avodah Zarah. You follow this? So this is what we have over here. So you have the residue of, of Kedusha always remains. Always remains. And, when, and, and, and it has the potential of growing back and reconquering the whole thing, assuming there's no Menias that happened in between. So when it comes to the base of Mikdash proper, there's no Menias. The only problem was the Yavana were in charge. We get rid of the Yavana, we're back. The residue is able to grow back, so to speak, and retake the base of Mikdash, and everything's fine. The Mizbeach, there's a problem. The problem is because in the interim, it became Asr Bahana because of Vodizara, and that's going to stop the residue of Kedusha from growing back over the Mizbeach, and because of that, they had to re- remake a new Mizbeach. That's what's going on over here, and that's the solution in the Ramban. So even though Boba Pritzim Vachalua applies to the bias itself, but once it's taken back by the Chashvanoim, then the thing is, the, the Kedusha is able to regenerate and doesn't need a whole ceremony. That's the suggestion of the Beis Yitzchak in the sheet of the Ramban. Now, yeah, no. So that's the point. Bal repeats in the Chalua means at that time, because the kedusha is now, you know, sort of only is a residue. So the thing halachically is the avonis. 
it's it's hefker. Like we're not taking that away. It's taka hefker, and the yavanim are able to take it and they make it usher. There is a residue that remains, but that residue at the time isn't strong enough to stop the yavanim from doing their thing. Once we take it back, and now the residue is stark that it should be able to regrow, it's already too late because it's already been assered because of Vodizaris. And now there's this huge mania stopping the Roshim of Kedusha from expanding. That's the, that's the process. So, why doesn't the Vodizara, the doing of serving a Vodizara in the base of Migas, why doesn't it replace the base of Migas in general? Like, Allah, because you can't answer Karka. Something that's. No, no, you can't answer something that's Bukhuvla Karka. Since Bukhulakarka can't become Asr by enough for Vadizar. That's the reason. So even if the Yavanim were to use the whole temple for Vadizara, the building itself cannot become Asr by enough. So no matter what they do, it doesn't it, you cannot stamp the building with an Israel. The Mizbeach the Mizbeach is considered a Kli. The Gemara says in Yuma. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's considered a Kli. That's why it could become Asr by enough. Exactly. That's the that's the chat. Okay, so fine. Based on this to suggest maybe this is the answer to Rashi as well. Rashi agrees to all of this. Boba Pritzim V'chalua means that it's Takachu. It means that the Goyim come in, it becomes, it becomes now Hefker, and the Goyim can take it over and so on. But here's the kick. The, 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 the trick is though, but if, but, there, but it means the residue always remains. And if the residue remains, it means, like we said, if the Goyim, if the Yidin take it back again, it could regrow, right? It could regenerate. Says Rashi, that's all true if it's in the space of the base of English. Once you take it out of the base of English's space, then even if the Jewish people were to take back these objects, the Kedusha can't regenerate. When Rashi says in the Dorim, Boba Pritzim V'chalu is what? Is because they took it out of the base of English, that's in that Gemara with Balshetzer, right? Remember the Gemara with Balshetzer. The Gemara is making a Kavachayma. Ma'adach Balshetzer, they used the Kale of the of English, which is Mamish Ois Hegdish. Still he was killed. So Torah, which is Chai V'kaim, Malachas Kam V'kaim. It says Rashi, and Rashi's stressing, you know how mamish ice hektish it was? That it was so not hektish anymore that the Kedusha can't even regenerate. Why can't it regenerate? Because it's outside of Beis HaMikdash. So says Rashi, I'm asking that, the, that Boba Pritzim V'chalua means that, e, that, that, that even when it's in the Beis HaMikdash proper, Boba Pritzim V'chalua still exists. V'haraya, the Mizbech, by, by the Chashvonim. It wasn't taken out of its place. It was there. The Yivanim go in. It, it's not hektish anymore. And because of that, it could become Asr Ba'anav through Avay Dezar. So what's the significance of it being taken out of Beis HaMikdash? The significance is as follows, is that as long as it remains in Beis HaMikdash, theoretically, under the right conditions, if the Jewish people reconquer it, it can regenerate, just like the bias, according to Ramban. But once it's taken out of the place, then even if it wasn't used for Avodah it can no longer regenerate. The regeneration of Kedusha has to be only in that space of the Makam HaMikdash. In that place of Makam HaMikdash, the Kedusha regenerates. So there's two, there's two things to... So th- this is the idea that we have. You have the concept of Boba Pritzim V'chalu. Right? So the Goyim come in, Ois Hegdish, it's now Chulin, the Goyim could own it, they could do... They, it's, it's not Hegdish anymore. But there's two qualifications. Number one, the residue of Kedusha remains. And because of that residue of Kedusha, if the Jewish people were to reconquer and take it back, the residue would be, once it's under our, our jurisdiction, the residue can regenerate, can regenerate the Kedusha, number one. But, there's an, but, the, 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 but that, that, uh, that's only true when there's no big mania to that Roshim from, from growing back. What could be a mania to stop that Roshim from growing back? Mm-hmm. One of two things. Either in the interim, the object became Asr Bahana with a Vedizar, just like what happened to the Mizbeach. That would be one obstacle from stopping the Roshim of Kedusha from regenerating, even if we take, the, we take it back. And that's why, again, the bias is able to regenerate once the Chashmanim take it back, but the Mizbeach can't regenerate because in the interim it became Asr Ba'ano with a Vadizara. And another Miniya is if it's taken out of Vesemegdish property. If it's taken out of Vesemegdish property, then what? Then it can't regenerate either. And that's, by the way, it makes sense. If, let's, say, let's say in theory... You know, the Gemara said an example of all the monies, right? The, the money was in circulation, so it's a problem. Uh, it's also it's The answer is, Okay, but one second. If it, if it makes its way to Jewish hands, and let's say, you know, Mashiach uh, comes or something, and this guy's appointed, let, they, have, let, they have a situation. Let's say Mashiach comes, and uh, they have, there's a position in the base of Mishra, it's called Gazbar. What's the Gazbar? Gazbar is it? He's the, the one in charge. He's the president. He's the... Uh, the, the treasury. He's the treasurer of the base of English. So this guy's appointed as the treasurer, right? Which means, which means, 
that, 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 so now he goes to his bank account, right? And now there's Hegdish in his bank account, right? And so now, because he's the treasurer, right, halakhically speaking, because he's the treasurer, it means that, that if I want to give a donation to the Beis HaMikdash, I can give it to him. And uh, that's called giving a donation to the Beis HaMikdash. So he has monies in his property, and his account is considered a Beis HaMikdash account. And so now let me, let me ask you something. If the money that is in his property is originally from Yishalayim, then that's called regenerate. Then it can regenerate because now it, it got its way back into Jewish hands, not just Jewish hands, into the Gazbar's hands, into the treasure, the Vesemigdash. But now he doesn't know which coin it is. So now all of his money is also. The answer is no, it's outside of the Vesemigdash property. This is the idea. It can regenerate, but it can regenerate only if there's no obstacle. Obstacle number one is if it became Aser Ba'ana with Avadi Zara, like the Mizbech. Obstacle number two, if it was removed from the property. It's removed from the property, it can't regenerate. And that's Rashi in the Dharm. And that's the uh, that's the that's the that's the maskana. That's the sugi of your book, Rishon Okay, fine. We're good. Okay. Why I'm going to take that silence as a yes. Huh? Kale more fine. If they remain inside, and the and the and the and the Hashmonayim take it over, it theoretically can regenerate. <coughs> you said to me one little thing. <coughs> though to use it for Rabbi Dezara, yeah, still we burn it because we we have to do it in the shir. So that's so that's a good question. So the Gemara the Gemara in the Vayizar deals with this. Yeah, the Gemara the Gemara deals with that question of why <laughs> it's going to get us a little bit more complicated and like we would have to dive into a little bit more Hilchos of Vayizar to figure that out. But it is a good ha'ara. It's a good ha'ara that uh, why they just Burned stored that. it away. But that's that that, that that is something that Gemara Rashi, talks about over there. This is it's a, from the Ramban, but uh, I'm just saying from the principle that we that we're using to explain the Ramban. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, it'll be the same. Uh, it'll be the same process. We'll stop it. Okay, what's the pinimis of all of this? What's the pinimis? What's the see? What's the side behind this concept of Boba Pritzim v'Chalua? And why is it that this sogia Boba Pritzim v'Chalua, with all of its pratim and all of its nuances, are becoming expressed dafka through Hanukkah? Right, that's 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 what's going on. Bob Ritz Mechalua is is first mentioned in Shas, and the, the headquarters of it is uh, is this Indian of Hanukkah with Chanukah Samizbeach, and the whole pilpul and this chiddush of the Roshim, the residue remaining and being able to regenerate is all revolving around the question of by the Chashvelai, why didn't they regenerate? Why didn't they rededicate the Beis Hamikdash? So this sugya with all of its nuances is really a Hanukkah the Ge'inim. So what's the side of this, and what does that have to do with Hanukkah? So listen, here's the code word. Whenever you see the word halal, already, the word halal should already trigger something in your head, in a good way, a good trigger. Right? So we, we, I've mentioned this many, many times. The opening Torah from the Rizal in Eitz Chaim is that in the beginning before creation, all there was was what? The infinite light of God. But the problem is, as I mentioned many times, the Rav wants there to be a world. And in that world, the Rav wants there to be free choice. And the Rav therefore, to have free choice needs to be even evil in the world. There needs to be a possibility of messing up. There needs to be free choice. And if you're living in a space that's, so to speak, taken up by the infinite light of God, uh, there's no Bechira. There's no possibility of anything other than Avodah Hashem. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing but the Rav So how do you have Bechira? So it says the Rizal, the Rav did a Chiddush. It's not, uh, you know, it's an Arichas farm, you know, to say the least, but but uh, says the reason the the Rabbanu made a process and a reality that's called tzimtzum constriction, which means the Rabbanu Shalom kibiyachol, so to speak, removed. That's the language. The reason the Rabbanu removed his light from this space that would eventually be the universe, and what he created as a result of this removal of light, in the language of the Riyakadish is called by the Mukabal, by the Tzadikim, it's called the halal apanu, the empty space. Halal apanu, the empty space. In that empty space. Now you have Oilemis, and now you have high worlds, low worlds, and you have Bechira, you have Taivin Ra, you have uh, gas stations. Uh, it's all within the Chalalapan. If it wasn't for the, this empty space, if, if everything was the original light, then you, wouldn't have a, you, you couldn't have a gas station. It wouldn't be possible. Uh, we all are inside. But here's the Chiddush. Darizal himself writes, though, that it's a, it's a principle in, 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 in Yiddishkeit, just like we saw in Halacha. That wherever Kedusha once remained, a Roishim always remains, even if it's removed. So said the Kaddish, in this Chalal Apani, in this empty space, even though the Iker light was taken removed, Kedyochal, but the Rishima, that's what's called, the Rishima, the Roishim of that light always remains, always remains. 
So what is, okay, that's Adkan, that's the language of the Rizal. So in one of the Svarim that we have from the Beis Medrash of the Vilna Goyim, in Marmokka number 9, it's from Sefer Piskei Sharim. So he explains this sugya of the empty space and the Roshim that remains of the original light, B'derach Havaydes Hashem. So he says like this, for the first part in Marmokka number 9, so the first couple lines he's quoting from the Rizal, sort of the Kitzer. So he says like this, Acher Shinestalek After the great light was removed, Shinasa Panim Imenu, and now the space becomes empty of that original light. It was not removed 100%. A residue of that light remains in this space, remains in that makim. Wherever, wherever Kedusha once was, even if it's removed, a Roshim always remains. That's the, that's the Lashon of the reason. So says the Pesach Yisrael, what does this mean to translate this idea sort of in Anhagas Hashem, how the Rabbanu runs the world and so on. So it says the, says the uh, Pesach Yisrael like this, what does it mean the Rabbanu Hashem moved his life? Like I said, the reason the Rabbanu Hashem removes his infant light because he wants to create a system of worlds and of dimensions that are different Madragas. You could have high madregas, you could have low madregas. Bikday, and ultimately, you could have such a low madregas. That the Rebbe wants it to be so empty of his presence. There should be a, 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 a possibility of there being a side of impurity, being a misnagit to Kedusha, and to fight against the Rebbe And that's not possible if the Rebbe light is filling everything. So the has to remove his light to allow there to be a possibility of not just Madragas, and high Madragas and low Madragas, but Mamish, the lowest Madraga of actual evil, fighting against Kedusha. Why, why does Rabbi Nishan want that? Obviously, if that there should be Bechira, and we should be able to choose to choose good over evil, and there should be an assign, right? That's, that's, that, that, that's basic. That's what Rabbi Nishan wants. Mikomakim, it says, Rabbi Yisrael Nishar Shairish Kedusha al Yaina, but this is what it means that the Roshim always remains. What does it mean the Roshim remains? It means, that even after the Rebbe created a space, so to speak, to allow evil to do its thing, and to allow Bechira to function freely, but you should know, the Shairish of Kedusha, Nivla Gamba Secha Sitra Achra, there is that leash. There is that leash. And that leash means, you have free range, you go left, you go right, but within reason. Within reason. The ultimate Tachlis of creation, says the Rebbe I'm not really leaving up to you. This is going to work out. This is going to work out. And you have your Bechira to make things more complicated for yourself, less complicated for yourself. You could, you know, you could go this way, you could go that way. But ultimately, whatever the Mahalach you're choosing, and you're going to have to pay the repercussions for it, good or bad. But ultimately, ultimately, the reason, says Rabbanu why he created the world, which is for Gili Elokos, and for the Rabbanu to be revealed once again as Hashem Echad, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. And this and this this reality of that leash, so to speak, being placed on the Bria, of ultimately the removal of Hashem's presence enough for there to be such a thing as free will, but not to the degree that free will can actually undermine the purpose of creation itself. This is expressed by this idea of the Roshim remaining. The Roshim remaining means you have free will. It's gzun. But to a degree, the Roshim of Kedusha, the fact that the Rebbeinah Shalom filled this space at one point, the, the residue of that still remains. And guiding the entire emptiness of this world, guiding it to its ultimate destination to reveal Hashem's presence once again. In other words, what's the per- think of it like this. Hashem removes His light, right? Creates gas stations, right? So, And what's the purpose of all this? To have free will, back and forth, make the right choices, to eventually return Hashem's presence into the world, right? There should be a dear betachtayinim, the tach, what's the tach sabriya? Just to make the right choices. Tach sabriya is by us doing, making the right choices, by serving the Rabbanu Shalom, eventually the Rabbanu Shalom's light returns to the world. So, so, so is that like out of nothing? The Rabbanu Shalom took his light away and now we're starting from scratch. Are we starting from scratch and we have to sort of like hope to God, you know, that we make the right choices and everything works out and God's light can return? The answer is, his light is not returning. The Roshim always remains. Oh, the Roshim always remains. And the Roshim remaining means that even in the interim, when there is this emptiness allowing for free choice, it, 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 behind the scenes there is a light that's moving things forward, that's sort of guaranteeing the return of that ichor light. Because that light never was fully removed. 
And in a certain sense, all that we need to do is to allow that Roshim to regenerate, in a certain sense, because the, re- the, the real light never was removed. It went to the background. It was removed from our consciousness to allow us to have Bechira. But was it Mamish removed, that we could actually mess things up like 100%? No, because the Roshim always remains. Not only does the Roshim remain to guide us forward and to ensure that it's like, you know, when you go bowling with little kids, they have the, the what, what do they call it, the... The bumpers. So it's like bumpers in place, making sure that, the, you know, you don't have to get a strike, but you know, you're not going to get a gutter ball. But more than that, deeper than that, I don't think you get any deeper than bumpers, but, but if, if you want to get deeper than that, it means that you could, that, 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 the, that even the Tachos Abriya is really not to return, not to, not to get a, a new light, or to return, it's just to, to allow the light to regenerate, because the light never really left. Says the says the Chavra again. We call the third third line, the last paragraph. We call Makam Nishir Sharish Kedusha Yaina. The Sharish of Kedusha still remains even after the removal of the light. Sharish Hakedusha. Again, not even the the lowest the Sharish of it. And the, the, what does what does a root mean? It, mean? it means that it can regenerate. I'm not. Notice what was removed was in truth just our our you know it's like with a tree. So you don't see the roots. What you experience are the branches. But what's the ichor of the of the tree? The roots. If the roots are healthy, it'll grow back. What was removed from this from our space? The root of Hashem's light, so to speak? Says no, no, no. The root, that's the Rashim. Instead of thinking of the Rashim as, as something secondary, just you know, uh, the residue. It's the the Shirish really remains. What was removed were the branches. So we're not we don't experience the light of Hashem anymore. But the root always remains. Arkadekach, the what's our now? Not to bring back the light. The root is still there. Our vayda is to allow the light to regenerate. That's our vayda. So he says like this. It's much behind the scenes. Even in evil itself, it's behind the scenes. It says in Pasuk, Hashem's malchus is in control of everything. Everything doesn't just mean Yerushalayim. It means everything. Which means the entire the entire uh, uh, control of the six thousand years and so on. You can record the, oh. just the last part. I don't want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's no problem. It might be hard to pick this up out of the thing. I'm just too bad. So he says, Avsha Bechira. Perfect. Even though the choice has been given over, so sometimes the sitrachra is shaylit, sometimes the sitra the side of kedusha shaylit. It's all based on bechira. But the rabbi shalom was mashkiach, and the hashkacha remains that at the end of the day. Everything will return to Taiv, Isbal, Lagamri, evil will be will be, will be swallowed up, will shleep Lagamri, Al Shasai Savya Nishlam Ratsani Sprach Vigilishli Musa. That's the sugya of the Rishima. So let's go back. Let's go back. We have this entire sugya of Baba Pritz and Bakalua. The space of Kedusha, the place of holiness. Baba Pritzin. The enemy comes in, the Khalua, and it becomes it becomes khul and it becomes it becomes khul, it becomes uh, secular. What does it mean secular? In this context, chulin, this, is, this is a halacha, which is reflective of this sugya, of the Rabbani Shlalem removing his light, removing his light, and that's what happens. This is the reality of Bechira. There's a choice. A person can make a choice to allow the Yivanim into your life too. It's such a thing, right? You can allow the Babylonians, you can allow the Romans in. And what happens? And that's, that's, that's there could be such a, such a reality of, of chal. It could be a reality of, of Hashem's light being removed. But as we saw in halacha, when, even when the light is removed from the space, and that's why it's revolving around the space, right? Because again, the original, the, the sugya that this is reflective of is that original, original sugya of creating a mokim panu, creating a halal panu, creating a, a space, an empty space to allow bechira to take place. But even when that emptiness, uh, you know, happens, a roishim always remains. Again, that's the, you know, again, think of the original, the sugya on the highest madregas from the result. This is just. This now becomes the template for this sogi and halacha, right? So in other words, you have this phenomenon of what? Of there being an empty space, of the light of Hashem to be removed, but a roshim remains. And the roshim remains, not only does the roshim remain, ultimately the job of the Jewish person is what? Is to allow that residual effect of Kedusha to regenerate. And when that takes place, 
the Tachas of is fulfilled. That's exactly the reflection of what's going on in this Sugya as well. So that this concept, you know, in Pneumius, is reflecting itself in Halacha. Boba, Pritzim, means there's such a phenomenon that the Kedusha that was occupying this space, can, or this vessel, can be removed. But that doesn't mean that it's completely gone. The Roshim always remains. Ad Kach, that it can regenerate. It can regenerate. And it regenerates, again, under the right conditions, like we saw, if there's no Avodah in between. Or if it's, it's contained within the space of Vesem English, then that possibility of regeneration takes place. And this is all a sugya that's being manifest, that's being expressed after with Hanukkah. Because, the, like I mentioned by Shah Shudas, the holding of Hanukkah is, <coughs> the holding of Hanukkah in a certain sense is Boba Pritzim Vachalua. First base of Migdash, obviously wasn't uh, like before creation. <coughs> but the first base of Migdash is a time, it's prophecy, Nevoa, the Rabbanishal's presence is Mamish. Mamish encompassing all of, all of, all of Yiddishkeit, all of life, uh, our collective. A collective national life was completely saturated with Hashem's presence of prophecy and so on. And what was most Hanukkah? What's the second base of English? That light is removed. That light is removed. And what? And now we're thrown into the world of Tarsh of intellectual ideas, of discovering in ourselves, of Bechira, of exile, of, of, of making the right choices. You don't have Nevi'im telling you what to do anymore. You now have to make the right choices on your own to figure it out on your own. You're now in a state, you're now in a halal upon it. You're not an empty space. That's really what, what Hanukkah is really the, uh, a doorway into that new arena of an empty space. But the Yantav of Hanukkah reveals to us, and that's exactly what the Shem Hanukkah is about, the whole Sugi of Baba Ritzvachalu is revealing to us, that you should know that light of the first base of Megdash, that light of Nevoah, wasn't taken away completely. Adarabah, the Shayrish of it remains. The Shayrish of it remains. It removed to the background, Adkadekach, to allow you to have the space to what? To do the right choices, and to do the right things, and to have it uh, sort of, to put your stamp on it. But uh, did Rosh Hashem remove his light from us? Is Nevoah gone? No, Nevoah is not gone. Nevoah exists. Nevoah exists in the hearts of the Chachamim. Like I mentioned by Shal Shudas, just like it's Vaidav Hashem or Moshe Lamer, so it's Vaidav Hashem or Moshe Feinstein Lamer. It's the same Nevoah. One, by Vaidav Hashem or Moshe Lamer, it's with an open and revealed way. By Vaidav Hashem or Moshe Feinstein Lamer, it's in a way of, of a residue. It's a way of a residue. But the tachlis is for the Jewish people to go through the, 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 the state of the world, the universe of, of Hanukkah, of, of post-Nevuah, post and to navigate through this chalala, this empty space, and to make sure that we don't put up any of the zaras in the middle. Right? That's like, you put up a the zara, then, you know, then you're, not, uh, you're not allowing that Kedusha to regenerate. But if a person, even if you nav- if a person navigating properly through this empty space, of, of our lives without putting any any op, any manias of like a vadizara in, in, in between. What's a vadizara? Vadizara is ego. That's what vadizara is. So the biggest obstacle that we can have stopping a person uh, from, you know, sort of, uh, you know, allowing the truth of all truths of Eina Muvadai, that original truth of Hashem's presence in, encompassing all things, the biggest obstacle of that is one's own ego, one's own yeshus. So if a person doesn't put a vadizara in the way, Right? And always remains connected to the Sharish of Kedusha, the Beis Hamikdash, which is the place of davening, the place of Avaidah, and so on, then the rest of the Kedusha will, 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 will regenerate. And it will be Nizgala, with the Saif, that Nevoah never left, and the Kedusha Sashchina never left. And that's what Chanak is. So Hashem should bless us, which is that even though we all experience in our lives, Baba Pritzim Bechalua, that the space has been emptied out, but to remember, the Chalalu, Bifrat, the Rashim of Kedusha always remains. And our avoid is to allow those, that Kedusha to regenerate by remaining humble, by remaining focused on Kedusha, by connecting ourselves to holy places and holy people, based on Mikdash, and by doing so, the Kedusha that we might think was taken away will be shown as Mamish never left and will be able to regenerate. to experience this.